Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. So it is a blessing to be here today. Thank you so much um, for your warmth and your hospitality. Um, my husband and my family and I, we've been here a couple of times, so I just want to say shout out to the kids back there, the ones who made me mom <laughs> and drive me crazy, and all the moms said amen, right? <laughs> and my husband, Derek, they're a great support. Um, I just want to also thank um, Pastor Sabella for having me here today and entrusting this pulpit. I know that can't be an easy thing when um, you get up here and you preach every Sunday. And I can tell just by sitting in the congregation and watching online his connection with all of you that he adores you. And uh, it, it can't be easy to give up the pulpit on a Sunday. So I really, I really appreciate that. Um, I want to start today's service with a quote from a guy named John Wesley. His mother was Susanna. And Susanna Wesley had 11 kids. Yep, she needed a trophy. She needed a plaque. Somebody needed to make her a dinner. I don't know, but um, that's, that's a lot of kids. But this is what he said. I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. That's power. That's the power of a mother. And that's the power of a praying mother. And that's the power that God has given all of you ladies in here today. And I just want to just, um, just quickly just say this. All of us women are moms. Because each and every one of you are a spiritual mom. And why do I say that? I say that because there is a little girl somewhere that is watching you. And you're all being watched, not in a creepy way, in a good way, I promise. But then um, there's a little girl inside of all of us. But they're watching. They're wanting to see how you handle things. They're watching to see how you walk through this life. They're watching to see what you do with your trials and your triumphs and your tragedies. They're watching and they're learning and they're growing. And so every single one of you ladies are a spiritual mom. And I just want to say to all of you, happy Mother's Day. Um, today we're going to turn to the book of Luke. If you guys have your Bibles and you're like me, I always have my Bible with me. Or on the phone, whichever you prefer. We're going to go to Luke chapter 13. Uh, Dr. Luke has a, a little um, story in there that is just filled with just nuggets of spiritual truth. And so we're going to, I'm going to pull out a couple of things today. But I would encourage you to read it later on because there's a whole lot more in there. And before we get there, I want to show you this little video. May it bless you today.
Moms are all that and more sometimes, aren't they? <laughs> so, um, question for you. Who likes superheroes in here? Are you guys a superhero? Yeah, yeah, okay, a couple of you. So uh, this is what I want you to do. On the count of three, I want you to call out and tell me who your favorite superhero is. And don't worry, because I will understand you, okay? Are you ready? Now, this isn't something you have to think about, so there's no debating. You should all, everybody already knows who their favorite superhero is. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Wow, Superman, you guys are all Superman fans too? That is so awesome. So uh, I hear that your pastor is a Batman fan, but today super, Superman rules the day, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> what would your ideal superpower be if you could have one? Well, I can tell you what my husband's would be. He would want to fly. Tried to get me on those parasailing things? Mm -mm, not a good thing for me to be up there. Mm -mm, flying is not my superpower, nor would I want to have that. But I do know what it's like to be invisible. Anybody else in here ever feel invisible? Anybody ever clean the house and you come home and nobody notices? <laughs> but they would notice if that house was not clean, right? <laughs> Anybody ever go to work and you have this big project due and you're stressing and you get it done on the deadline and it's perfect and nobody says anything? And you're just kind of like, what, am I invisible? <laughs> Sometimes we do feel invisible. And that is who we're going to talk about today, the invisible woman. So let's pray real quick. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that your word touches us and changes us and molds us. Lord God, we thank you for your word that equips us to walk through each and every day, Lord Jesus. And we just pray that that word, Father God, right now, would just minister to us today, Father God. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. And so the word, we're in Luke chapter 13, verses 10, where we're going to start. Now he was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and in could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work, therefore come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. So I just want to stop right here and just say, not want to be this guy. You do not want to be this guy, because it did not go over well with Jesus. He called it out. And he said, he answered him, hypocrite. Yeah, so if Jesus ever says hypocrite to you, pay attention because there's something you need to learn. Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound, think of it. So when Jesus says think of it, we need to really think about it. Think of it for 18 years be loosed from this bond on this Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversities were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for the glorious things by, done by him. Praise God. God is so good. Well, she's invisible. She is invisible. And the reason why she's invisible is a couple of different things. Number one, 
It's in the synagogue. So I just want to say this. It's a synagogue on the Sabbath, and she is there. That's awesome. Praise God. But in the front are a bunch of men. I love you guys. I'm not picking on you, I promise. But in the front, there's a bunch of men. And in the back were all of the ladies. So there was a particular point in my life when all of a sudden I became the shortest in the family. So all of you ladies that have these guys that are taller than you, you understand. You can't see anything. Do you ever sit, and, honestly, I'm telling you, every time I sit in the movie theater, there's somebody tall that sits in front of me. It it's never fails. But um, the ladies are in the back. But not only that, she's bent. She's not hunched. She's bent in half. So what she sees is the ground. She sees the gravel. She sees stones. She sees rock. She sees people's feet. That's what she sees. That's her life for the last 18 years. So it is a miracle. It's amazing that Jesus even saw her that day. But he did. You see, to many, she was invisible. She was the outcast. She was the misfit. But he saw her all the way in the back, bent over, doubled over. And just as Jesus saw her, he sees you. And I'm really talking about you, not the you that you put on and the smile for everybody, but the you right in here, right in here, the real you, the parts that you don't let other people see. Jesus sees that and he knows that and he loves you. Jesus saw her and he sees you. It's amazing the small and seemingly insignificant things that Jesus notices. And if we take a look at the word of God, we see that he saw the lilies of the valley, the sparrow, the sheep, the lost coin, a small man in a tree, and a crippled, bent woman in the back of the room. She may be invisible to others, but to Jesus, she's the reason why he is there in the synagogue today. For her, it was an 18-year affliction, and I don't know how long you've waited I don't know what you've gone through or how long you've struggled, but I want to say to you today that Jesus sees you and he sees what hurts you. He sees what brings you joy. He sees what delights you and he sees the tears and the cries of your heart because our Jesus sees you. The second thing I noticed was that he called to her. Oh, Jesus called to her. In verse 12, it says, when Jesus saw her, he called her. And he said, woman, you are healed of your sickness. He called to her. He doesn't say her name. And I think that's intentional because we can all insert our name right in there. But he called to her. Uh, Psalm 29 says this, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon, and he makes them skip like a calf. You see, God's voice is powerful. It created the world. It created the universe. His voice is majestic and powerful and mighty. And he could talk to us like that. But do you know what Jesus chooses to do? God chooses to speak to us in a still, small voice voice because he loves you 
And how many of you moms know that screaming get nowhere with your kids, right? <laughs> That's why he uses a gentle voice with you. So I want to stop here and I just want to say, ladies and in including you gentlemen, there are voices that you listen to out there that are not of God. And you need to stop entertaining them. And you need to you need to get in the word of God and you need to spend time with the Lord so that you recognize his voice. That when he calls you to come forward, you know that it's him. And you will find that that voice is filled with love and beauty and hope. So this is where she becomes, in my eyes, a superhero. You see, it's not because she's invisible but it's because she was obedient. Because when Jesus called her, she didn't stay back there. She came forward. She took a trust, a step of faith, and she took trust in Jesus, and she came forward. And that's what he wants us to do. When he calls us, he's not calling us to just sit still. He's calling us because there is something that he wants us to do. And for her, she had to take a step of faith, and she had to walk the aisle and come to him. And that's exactly what she did. And when we take a look back at some of um, scripture in the Old Testament for Samuel 15 or John 14, 23, we find that obedience is so much better than sacrifice. That's what moves the heart of God is when you put your faith and your trust in him that you're saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what the world has to say. It doesn't matter what other people have to say. I hear God and that's where I'm going to go. So Jesus saw her, and he called to her. But he doesn't stop there. He touched her. Jesus touched her. We find in verse 13, he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. You see, you're a vital part of what God wants to do in your life. He's not going to just say this and, and just change your life without you ever doing anything. You have to be an active participant. So when she came forward, he touched her. Body, mind, soul, spirit, he touched her. You see, what I love about Jesus is that he does scandalous things. Do you ever notice that? Jesus is great at shock value. Just when everybody gets comfortable in who they are and where they are, Jesus says something, and it just kind of wakes people up. So when Jesus is preaching in the synagogue, there's no sleeping. There's just not, because you're just going to miss it. <laughs> but he, he's not scared to be associated with the wrong people. He's not scared to get his hands dirty and do things, reach into people's lives and help clean them up and guide them towards truth and the word. And Jesus touches a lot of people in Luke's gospel. Um, let's see, there was the, uh, most of them are unclean. The, there was the lepers. There was the woman with the issue of blood. There was Jairus' daughter. And those are just a few. When Jesus' touch comes upon you, you know it. And you're never the same again. I can imagine her obedience as she walks forward down the aisle. And I'm sure that the crowds were backing away, letting her come forward. Because remember, she's an outcast. She's a misfit. Um, she doesn't belong. She's different. And I'm sure that they were looking at her, but not in the same way that Jesus was looking at her. Because he, he was looking at her 
with love. So this rabbi lays his hands on her, this crippled woman, this bent woman, and he heals her on the Sabbath. Scandalous. And that's what got the religious ruler all kinds of bent out of shape. But for the first time, just imagine this. She walks the aisle, she gets to the front, and for the first time in 18 years, as she straightens up, the first thing, the very first thing that she sees is the face of God. Wow. How could she not give God glory? I can imagine her dancing and skipping and just hallelujah and just praising him. And maybe her praise sounded like this from Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquity, who heals all of your diseases, and redeems your life from the pit. I mean, it goes on. She was giving praise to God. And I'm sure that you would too, after a life-changing, altering experience like that. Maybe, just maybe, your praise sounded a little something like this. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Praise God. So Jesus saw her. He called to her. He touched her. And he did one last thing that day. He gave her an identity. He accepted her and gave her a family. In verse 16, it says, so what? Not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. So in the middle of the rebuke of that religious leader, and I praise God for his comments, because what Jesus was able to do was to say, this daughter of Abraham, this was not said before. Sons of Abraham was, but not daughter of Abraham. And what does this mean? Well, Jesus is connecting her with the kingdom of God. And he says, daughter of Abraham. You see, back in the days of the patriarchs, when Abraham in, in his day, there was no such thing as classes or divisions. Everybody was family. So it was easy for Abraham, when the promise had been made to him, that he would be the father of many nations. He thought because it had not come true, and he had waited patiently at that time. He had waited patiently that since everyone is family, including his slave, that his slave would be getting all of his possessions until God reminded him that is not the way. So he says, daughter of Abraham. And that also connects you and I, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But what he's saying is, I see you as valuable. I see you as priceless. I see you as worthy. You are a daughter of Abraham. He healed her. He touched her. He gave her family and a sense of belonging. He said, you belong 
in the kingdom of God. And this is the reason why. Just after this, Jesus had two parables that he shared. They're small, they're quick. One was the parable of the mustard seed and one is the parable of leaven. Very, very, very tiny. And he shares this just after she's healed. And what he is saying is that the kingdom of God starts off so small, so very small, and it grows to be so very large in, in this worldwide impressive community of believers. And that is you and I today. And so what he is saying is, daughter of Abraham, you belong. And you belong for the, in the family of the kingdom of God, right where we are. So we are her sister in Christ, and she is ours. You are her family, and his kingdom is where we belong. In Galatians chapter 3, it says this, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And you are Christ's, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That day he gave her a family. It was time for the desperate needs of her body and her soul to be healed. She had been infirmed and she had been bound long enough, but today was the day of freedom. And I want to say to you today, today is a day of freedom for you as well. I don't know what you've been facing, and I'm sure this last year has been very hard. And healing comes in many forms and shapes and sizes, just like us moms throughout our years. It could be body, mind, soul, spirit. But there is healing for you today. You see, at the beginning of this story, she was invisible. We do not even know her name. Just as we do not know all that you do for church and friends, family, and for Jesus. But Jesus sees all that and so much more. You are never alone. Never, ever alone. And today was her day of freedom. So today, she sees... In this synagogue, the face of Jesus. And as she goes home, she's going to see the sky and the clouds and the birds. And she's not going to have to look down anymore. She gets to look up at glory. You may feel invisible, but rest assured, Jesus sees you and he sees everyone. She was heroic when he called her and she obeyed. She was healed upon his touch and she found home when he gave her an identity. So I just want to just offer this right now. If you have not found your place, if you are not a part of the kingdom of God, just want to give you that opportunity right now. So if I could, and just pray, and we could have everyone's eyes closed if you don't mind, just say this little prayer with me, and it's not a prayer that gives you salvation. It's your faith in Jesus Christ. And I just think that it's really important today that every single one of us have that sense of belonging. So just say this in your heart of hearts. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I am in need of a savior. And I thank you, Lord, that you have gone to the cross and you died for my sins to set me free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I submit my life to you and lay it before you. 
and know that I am now saved and set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you did that today, would you please tell someone? Be excited about that because now you have eternity in your heart and that can't be taken away from you. And so tell someone because what happened in heaven is all of the angels are singing. All of the angels, there's a choir of angels that are just excited in heaven because you gave your life. Praise God. Thank you for that. I also wanted to ask you who here feels invisible. There's something in your life that needs to be healed. What you do, who you are, what you go through, it all matters to Jesus. So if there's something that God is calling to you and you need to come forward now, would you just do me a favor and just raise your hand that you need to be healed and God wants to do a great work in you today. And so if that's the case, we're just going to just pray real quick. We're just going to take a moment, and I want you to pray because God wants you to be an active participant, just as she was an active participant in coming forward that day. God wants you to be an active participant in healing in your life. So we're just going to take a moment and just pray in your heart. It's going to be silent, but that's okay. God is hearing you. This is just you and the Lord. So let's just take a moment to pray. Thank you, Lord. We just give you all of these burdens. Lord Jesus, we give you all of the stresses of our lives. We know that you see it all. And Lord Jesus, we lay it before your feet for you to do a beautiful and mighty work in our lives. Thank you, Lord God, that you can say be loose to us and that we can walk straight from now on. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. So now she's the visible woman. She's seen and known. She's loved by God, and everybody knows that in that synagogue that day. Her humble heart and her obedience to the Lord is evident of his great love, and it's the same for you. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com dot com or download our app in the app store.